that's my secret cat. I'm always angry. <laughs> Run out of patience. On the roof! Hey everyone, Cap Captain, big fan, Spider-Man. Avengers! Assemble. Hello, Peter. Hello and welcome to the in Infinity Saga and Beyond MCU fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and we are talking Miss Marvel episode six called uh, No Normal, the finale. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Really looking forward to uh, getting a good conversation about this. So again, that's Miss Marvel episode six entitled No Normal, directed by Adil Balao. Adil and Bilal, sorry. Teleplay by Will Dunn and AC Bradley and Matthew Chauncey. Story by Will Dunn. The synopsis, uh, well, it premiered July 13th, 2022. And the synopsis reads, Back in Jersey, Kamala fights to save her friends from the clutches of damage control. All right, so that's kind of where we had uh, started, right? Is this is... (laughs) uh, Last episode, I had some concerns about going into this episode, right? Um, I I didn't really want Kamran to turn bad. He only does briefly for a bit. Uh, so I think that this works out pretty fine for, uh, for that bit. And sorry about who the villain would be. I was kind of suggesting damage control. That's who it is. But more specifically, a specific agent in damage control, and that is Agent uh, Deaver, um, who's kind of been a pain throughout the whole series. Uh, you know, going in and uh, to the mosques and uh, places like that, and, and causing a little bit of issues. So that's kind of kind of where I thought it was going to go, and I think that this episode was actually uh, very good. I think this is a really good finale. I think overall this redeems kind of that last episode, which wasn't terrible. It's just, uh, you know, I think it's good to kind of get out of the clandestine. We're back in Jersey City. We're back with the rest of her supporting cast. And it had that feel again from the first few episodes. So this felt like a fantastic send-off for the character. And it was great to even see Zoe. You know, we see Zoe in this as well, um, which I was wondering if we'd get any sort of wrap-up from her storyline, which she wasn't in it much, but uh, it's nice to know that she knew it was Kamala and that she was, you know, kind of covering for Kamala. That was all very good. So let's kind of jump into it then. We start off with Bruno and Kamran on the run, and that's when Deaver orders a citywide lockdown to try to find Kamran. Um, Kamala is back in Jersey. We go right to it, right? She's um, talking with her family, telling them that she is Nightlight, a name she doesn't like. Uh, her her dad had already spoiled the surprise to her family. The mother had already told her father, and the father told everyone else. But during all of this, she gets a call from uh, Nakia, who's looking for 
Bruno. He's not answering his phone. So she is going to get ready to go out and find them. Her mother is going to hand her a new outfit she has uh, sewn for her, which is perfect. This is really good. And I really like this because what's different about this, right, is that she gets the costume really early in this finale. I was really wondering if we'd ever, if it'd be like a last scene thing, but she's going to get it early. And her mother makes it. This ties back to the whole like Hulk cosplay thing for Avenger Con. So I like that that kind of wrapped up that bit of storyline. Uh, and I, I like that when she opens it up, we do see just the lightning bolt. Um, and then we're going to get our full reveal of her as she's, you know, running in the sky using her um, bands to create the uh, create the steps that she makes. So they're gonna, she's going to be able to get, she finds Bruno and Kamran leaving the mosque. They were kind of hiding out there for a bit. Agent uh, Deaver comes in. They're able to kind of stall enough to get those kids out. And Kamala's going to meet them in the alleyway, and she's going to take them to the school. Thinking that the school, since uh, it's a weekend, is going to be the best place to hide. Not not a lot of people around. It's going to be easier. Well, they get to the school, and, and somehow they knew that they were there. And that's where most of our action is going to come from in this episode. And what we're going to get is things like them stalling for time using the automatic softball pitching machine and uh, using the fire extinguishers, creating little traps with desks and chairs. And I really like this. Everybody coming together. Zoe's there. She's going to help. Uh, we have Nakia or Nakia. We have um, Bruno, Kamran, and Kamala all together. Her brother's going to show up. And he's going to help out as well. And we get, uh, I think, a lot of great stuff. Uh, what what mainly is going to happen, though, is at one point, Kamran's going to ask about his mother. And this is where I kind of saw the turn coming, right? And uh, he's still having problems controlling his powers. He is going to learn of his mother's passing and he is also going to have uh, a little bit of frustration with Kamala he wants to especially when she says he she's going to sneak him out and get him to the red daggers uh, or to a friend and he is able to suss out that it is the red daggers that she is talking about and um, he's not thrilled with that because you know they've kind of been the clandestines and the red daggers as we saw when she was over in, uh, in Pakistan have been going at it for a long time. So I kind of like the idea of those two setting their beefs aside. And that's what will happen near the end of it. Kamran and, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Kareem, who, uh, is the red dagger have been going at it for a while. They're going to set that aside, and he's going to assist Kamran and get him out of there, as we see when they kind of show where everybody's going later on in the series. During this time at the school, we get 
some really good stuff. I, I think the best stuff happens when we get out of the school and we get to the point where she has to actually use the word. She's going to say the word in Biggin. And she's actually going to get her comic type powers where she embiggens herself and looks like, you know, with the big fists, the um, skinny arms, taller body with her embiggening powers. Kind of exactly how she looks in the comics, but the only thing different is that she's got that like crystallized look to her when she does it here. So that was really great. And her having to fight off Comron, but also fight off damage control. And at one point, I love when she puts the little uh, like dome that covers uh, Comron's powers going out of control here. And she's going to be able to contain it, get him back and settled. And he's going to go through the ground and escape that way. And I think this is something that has kind of been missing from the MCU recently without having secret identities and also just focusing on saving people. I really loved, you know, when they are uh, the, like one of the trucks from damage control gets like launched in the air and Kamala has to reach out and grab it and stop it from going in to the crowd. And it really reminded me of the Sam Raimi films when you have the car going and then, you know, the people are about to recoil and then you see the webs holding it up as Spider-Man has stopped it. And I think I've been kind of banging on this drum for a bit here that we need to see more saves. We need to see more civilian saves. That's what I really liked about Multiverse of Madness at the beginning, right? When Doctor Strange goes out there, he saves the person pr pushing the stroller as the thing is uh, approaching them. And uh, Kamala does it a lot here. And that is something that is severely lacking in the MCU as of recent. I feel like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2 had some of that. Iron Man 2 especially, right? When um, that the World's Fair thing, the Stark Expo. And we have like the little kid with the Iron Man mask and Tony saving him. Which is now kind of been referenced as maybe being Peter like in interviews. Uh, Peter Parker. Not sure if that is official canon <laughs> or not. But it's stuff like that that we need more of, I think, in this. And so far, what we've been dealing with is so many more cosmic threats or when people are, I think, assisting, you know, like they are saving the world away from everywhere, right? Like Infinity War and Endgame, they go to Wakanda to kind of draw thanos there i mean i don't think they're really trying to draw thanos there but when you're a writer right you're like let's put him in wakanda in the fields and get him away so we don't get complaints about buildings falling down and them not caring about saving people because that was a big issue with age of ultron people were really upset with age of ultron and the destruction that the avengers left behind with sokovia which has kind of then pivoted the whole MCU into the Sokovia Accord, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame stuff, where we had none of that. But what happens is when all these battles take place away from civilians, there's no civilians to save and make these wonderful saves. So having a smaller story like Kamala and uh, being in the school, being with her community, her saving her community from, uh, you know, the damage control or vehicles falling out of the sky is something that I want to see more of. 
And I want to see more of that specifically with Spider-Man whenever we get another Spider-Man, but I just want to see it more with, with everything. And I'm, and I'm kind of worried that, you know, with the Marvels, it's probably going to be another situation where everything's away from it. Cause it'll probably be a space bound cosmic type thing. I don't know the next time we're getting something like this, um, maybe an echo, maybe echo or daredevil rumors of the daredevil series. It's not officially announced, but, um, some of the trades reported it. Stuff like that. I don't know. She-Hawk might be able to have some of that. I don't know. I think she's going to be more more focused on the legal side of things. So we'll see how it goes, I guess. But I want to see more of that. I just thought this whole great... Uh, this fight scene stuff was just really great. Uh, seeing her powers again, I'm really big fan of the upgraded power set for Miss Marvel with the hard light and using that hard light to embiggen and actually having her say it, having her do it. There's a way that we can still have that character that we all love from the comics, but also have her in a stronger power set with a more unique power set. And that's what we're getting. And I think that's what I really like about it. I wonder if they're somehow going to try to adapt this into the comics somehow. We'll see. Cause there's another change that happens here. So at the end of it, you know, Kamala is beloved. Everyone likes her. She figures out her name, Miss Marvel. And that comes from her dad. And I really like that it comes from her dad. This scene is kind of uh, from the comics when it's talking about what her name means. But uh, they, they didn't really, you know, her name meaning, uh, like, what do you say, like hope? And then also mentioned it meaning like a, meaning the word marvel and then him saying you're our little miss marvel and her being able to say what i have the same freaking name as carol danvers or whatever like that connection clicked for her she really you know this is a a person that's all over her walls as we'll see again here in a little bit but she's a huge captain marvel fan and learning that her name can be translated to marvel she's able to kind of co-opt that identity, right? And she will be joining as the Marvels when we see the movie next year. So that was really cool. Uh, That was a great loving scene between her and her father on the roof. Great character work. And that's the type of vibes I really like in this show is the family vibes. Having more family-friendly stuff family-based stuff in this is really nice because we haven't had a lot of that, right? Some of these characters have acted like family, right? Guardians had this whole thing about how they choose their family, right? Um, Fantastic Four is like Marvel's first family. We haven't gotten them in here yet. The Avengers are sort of like a family, but not in this type of way. Like This is really, I think, a unique first here. Maybe you can say Aunt May with Peter Parker, but I don't think it's at this level. The support she is receiving from her family to do this after they, you know, after especially after her mom did not like her being obsessed with superheroes and all that kind of stuff. She makes the suit for her. She's going to say, this is what you want to be, then I'm going to be here for you. And that is something that is really great. Messaging. 
and just something we haven't had in the MCU is this family-based dynamic, and I want to see more of this. I hope they have pretty good roles in the Marvels, her family, and I hope we get a season two of this show that's more based in Jersey City and having her in Jersey City saving her community. Um, okay, so uh, Kamran flees to Pakistan. He's going to meet up with Kareem. Uh that's kind of where we leave those two. Bruno did some more tests on Kamala, revisited her stuff because her brother Amir wanted to know if he had these same capabilities. He doesn't. None of her family does because what she possesses possesses is a genetic mutation, which the rest of her family Lax. So there it is. That is one of our first references, or our first reference to the um, it's kind of like our first reference to the X-Men or mutants in the MCU. You could say that the first one was really the uh, Professor Xavier in Multiverse of Madness, but that was a different universe. So I don't really count that. But also, we got a nice little sound of this when he mentioned... Previously on X-Men. Got a little of that guitar riff, a little synth version of that. The... That was pretty cool. Really, really like I missed it the first time. I was watching it in my car on lunch and then had to go back and listen to it um, when I saw people talking about it. But it was a really great little riff. Look for that when you hear him say genetic mutation. It's confirmed. Press interviews afterwards. Kamala is a mutant. She's the first mutant in the MCU that we know of. And uh, why does that make more sense than inhuman? Why are people not upset? Some people are, I guess. Most people really like this, I think. Makes a lot more sense because, as I mentioned in some of these other podcasts when it comes to the inhumans, right, is that 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 was a mandate pressed by uh, Ike Perlmutter because they no longer had the rights to the X-Men. The X-Men were with Fox and it was getting to a point where I guess they never thought they were getting back. Cause it wasn't until like 2015. He really started pressing this mandate or no 2012, 2013. They started pressing this mandate for the inhumans and making all these people inhumans with the Terrigen mist to kind of replace the mutants. And it was because Fox had the merchandise, right? So they couldn't make more money off of, these characters or they'd have to give them a cut of the merchandise. I think it was. So Marvel wouldn't produce like any X-Men merch, any like Fox X-Men merch, because if they did, they would have to give cuts of it to Fox. So then they started cutting down for fantastic four and X-Men in the comics. They were actually started cutting titles and cutting their significance. And that was frustrating for a lot of people because one of Kamala Khan's creators came out and said, hey, 
during this interview. <laughs> hey, I was uh, Sana uh, Amanat. Um, Sana Amanat that came out and said this. She said, I wanted her to be a mutant originally. So it seems like this is kind of a correction now. This is a correction that Marvel is making in the MCU where they're not tied down to this stuff and can say, especially with Feige being in control of the MCU, Ike Perlmutter is not part of this at all. He's able to say, um, let's make her a mutant then. And this also makes sense because there's no reason to have two very similar groups, the Inhumans and Mutants, in the MCU at the same time. So while you can have the Inhumans royal family, like Black Bolt, Crystal, Lockjaw, all that stuff, Medusa, you don't need to have you don't need to have the new inhumans like quake right or kamala as inhuman and all these other inhumans that got awakened with the terrigen mist and that 2013 event during the infinity by john hickman jonathan hickman because if you have those people getting introduced with the Terrigen Mist at the same time that you're then having people find out about mutations, the the, the people watching at home are not going to know the difference between Inhumans and Mutants when they're pretty much the same, right? Inhumans have something in them, the Kree blood or, you know, Kree descendancy, that gets awakened with the Terrigen Mist and they go through Terrigenesis. They come out and they have their power. It's not very different from what a mutant does. Mutant has the X gene, and at a certain age, that X gene triggers, and their mutation is now active. And that is what has happened with Kamala in the in in the MCU in the comics. She went through Terrigenesis and, and all that. So if you had both of those at the same time, and then have just regular people in the street and ask them, what's the difference between Inhumans? And mutants, I don't think many people would be able to tell that difference, even if it was accurately represented in the in the MCU. I don't I don't think many casuals would be able to really tell the difference because they're so similar. The only thing difference is that they don't go through like a terogenesis thing. The the mutation just awakes, right? So this makes more sense. And really, Kamala, and probably what Daisy Quake from Shield. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Chloe Bennett played Quake. We're not really sure how that is MCU relevant or anything at this point, but those two are like really some of the only famous new Inhumans. I'm trying to find some other ones that I know. Crystal is a... Well, she's younger sister of Medusa. I mean, none of these are super famous. Quake... Kamala Khan, there you go. I mean, the mutants are way more famous. So just take the characters that are already popular, like Kamala, refit it to fit into the MCU. Not everything has to be comic accurate. I think I wish people would stop worrying about that. This is an adaptation. And the adaptation is that she's a mutant now. <laughs> and it's a better adaptation. She's got new power set, and she's a mutant. There you go. Love that for her. And uh, again, I don't know how that's going to 
fit with the comics, if they're going to try to make that fit in, or if they're just going to kind of just have her. Because here's the thing, right? Is then if you're a fan of the show and never read a comic and you go pick up her comic, her power set's completely different and she's an inhuman, not a mutant. So I do wonder if they're going to try some synergy with that or if they're going to leave them separate. I think you can leave them separate because they're different universes. You don't have to worry about it. And, and, you know, now Feige is in charge of all of that, too. So we'll see what kind of decision he makes. Not a big Inhumans fan, Kevin Feige, I think, here. <laughs> all right. So that, that pretty much ends it. Uh, we get a mid-credit scene. This is, this is something we can speculate on here, and we will speculate on it. In the mid-credit scene, Kamala is coming back from wherever she was, she's laying on her bed. Her mom's like, hey, that doesn't sound like you're doing your homework. And she gets up and she disappears. And we have Carol Danvers appear in the in the bedroom, sees pictures of herself everywhere and says, oh, no. And that ends the mid-credit scene. So I saw some confusion for people with this mid-credit scene. Some who say, well, in the comics... Kamala can change her appearance and at one point did make herself look like Carol Danvers. But I think it's very clear that's not what's happening here. And the reason I say that is because <laughs> she says, oh no, when she sees pictures of Carol Danvers in her room. Kamala already knows she has those pictures in her room. It's not like, she, I think if it was something where she had changed her appearance and didn't realize it, she would have like woke up or, you know, whatever got there and uh, saw herself in a mirror and then been like, Oh no. Right. This is, there's no mirror. Look, she has no idea what she looks like. This is Carol appearing here and being like, Oh no, I'm on earth is what I'm assuming her. Oh no is about. I'm in a room of a fan girl here. I'm on earth. Where is this girl now? She might know what has happened to Kamala. And here's some speculation that we can talk about. So this has happened in the comics. This was from Captain Marvel in 1968 when it was Marvel as Captain Marvel, not Carol Danvers. This is uh, issue number 17, published October 1st, 1969. This storyline happened. Rick Jones had joined um, with the Kree Captain Marvel, and he finds himself drawn to something mystical called Nega Bands. When he wears the bands, he's linked to Captain Marvel. And once joined, one of the two remains in a protective bubble in the negative zone. After either person not in the negative tone strikes the Nega Bands together or a certain amount of time passes, the two switch places. So her band activated while she's laying on the bed. She looks at it and now she's gone and Carol's here. So I'm assuming this is what we're getting is that the bands that she has had, the bangles she is wearing are actually nega bands or something similar. They may not call it that. And with the nega bands, it pulls her into the negative zone. So that's probably where Kamala is. And now Captain Marvel is here where Kamala is. 
if they don't go with the negative negative zone and actually call in a nega bands, they could just have it where they switch places. So now she's on the planet that Carol was on instead of the negative zone, right? Could be either or. So my question is, is this how we're getting the Marvels? Is this a scene from the Marvels? That's happened in post-credit scenes before, you know, where we saw at the end of Ant-Man, Falcon and uh, and uh, Steve having Bucky and interrogating him. That was a scene from Civil War that they plucked in that Ant-Man. Could this be a scene from the Marvels put into Captain, uh, put into Miss Marvel here? Because I, I would assume it has to be. I don't think they're just going to kick off the movie with expecting people have seen this, right? Because this is a Disney Plus show. This is not another movie, right? Disney Plus shows don't have the same viewership that movies do. So I assume this will be somehow built into the story as well. And maybe we'll see it from Captain Marvel's point of view instead of Kamala's point of view. But I think they're still going to give us some sort of introduction to Kamala if you missed the show. They're going to have um, probably showing us where Captain Marvel is again. And we're going to get Monica Rambo as well on this show. So something to look out for when we get the, uh, the Marvels next year. But I assume this is how Kamala gets wrapped up in that storyline. Because the question was always, how are they going to get her involved? Is it just because she's taking the name Miss Marvel that they're going to be like, Oh, hey, I hear you're a fan. No, it doesn't make any sense, right? So it definitely seems like these bands or bangles are going to play a part in why they switch places. That is going to be the discovery for Carol that she's somehow linked to Kamala. And it's going to bond them together through this journey in this movie, which is going to be perfect for Kamala. Kamala loves Carol. She's going to love that she's bonded to her like this with the bands. And that is going to be a pretty interesting plot for the Marvels. We don't know everything about it. And I think that's something that's exciting, but knowing this little bit about it is, I think very exciting because like I said, we just didn't, we just didn't know a lot about the Marvels and now we're getting a little taste of what we're going to get with this movie. Well, that's about it. Not much more to speculate on. Overall, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, it's up there for one of my favorites, honestly. It's hard to rank these things. It really is. It's hard to rank all of this stuff. But overall, 2022 for the MCU has been good for me. I enjoyed Moon Knight. I enjoyed Multiverse of Madness. I enjoyed Love and Thunder. And I enjoyed Miss Marvel. Now we get She-Hulk next, which is going to be more comedy-based. So that'll be a different feel to it as well there's rumors of certain characters we're gonna get in she-hulk that i'm excited about if they come to pass so what's gonna happen with this show in the meantime probably gonna take a week off here because it's been so busy for me recently probably gonna take a week off um probably gonna do a little bit of review for comics eve of judgment just came out which is building into their new event Judgment Day, which is a battle for Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals going up against each other. Um, so that kicks off this week. So I'm probably going to read both of those and then maybe do something 
about uh, about that storyline as a comic, like a little video review or something, or audio review, I guess. If you want to give us any sort of feedback, if you have any suggestions for what I can do in this down period, I think we might try to do a She-Hulk get-to-know as well. There's a really good storyline I read before that I think we could talk about on here. But that is uh, marvelplusrecaps at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Twitter at T-O-Infinity-Saga, facebook.com slash infinity-saga-beyond. And all of those links are actually in the show notes below you can rate us on itunes now and also on spotify which would be very helpful if you would like to do that that helps more people locate our show which means more listeners uh but yeah other than that i hope everyone has a great rest of their week i hope you all have enjoyed the show as well um if not give us feedback why uh, about our show, about my show specifically, or about overall uh, Miss Marvel. I think it'd be very interesting to get other points of view on the show. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening. Have a great rest of your week, and we will catch you all next time on To the Infinity Saga and Beyond.